welcome to the Chopping Beef Show. It's me, the Beef, live from my mom's basement. It's the 2006 Connecticut School of Broadcasting, Tampa campus, most improved student. That's me. I'm the Beef, coming to you this Tuesday night, Wednesday morning episode. Today we are actually going to be completely solo. And that is not solo, the my gambling degenerate friend solo. No, this is just me, the solo show. Not Han Solo, not solo, my degenerate buddy. It's going to be you and me and the next 25, 30 minutes of your life right here on the Chopping Beef Show. And I want to thank you for joining me tonight. I do want to say that today is a huge day in America. Today is November 6th, and it is a huge day in this country. Never has there been a day that's been more divisive. There's been more animosity. There's a lot of people looking forward to this day. A lot of people wait all year from things that happened last year and things that may even have happened the year before that. Everybody that listens to this show knows what I'm talking about. That's right. It's the start of the college basketball season right here tonight, November 6th. As I'm taping right now, I am peeking out of the corner of my eye watching Michigan State and Kansas play at some Champions Classic that they're pitting for the top 10 teams in the country. I think Duke and Kentucky play later. But we are here. It's part of that crossroads of college basketball and college football that come into play on this mid, well, I guess it's early November. Midnight Madness starts in middle October, and we're here in the middle, closing in on week 11 of the college football season. So that's narrowing down. That's getting to the final weeks of the season. Championship games of football are coming to closer and closer and closer each day, and college basketball is just getting ramped up. I'd be remiss to say that I'm not exactly sure who's good and who's not yet this year in college basketball. We all have the preseason polls that come out, and of course the usual suspects are on top with Kansas number one, Kentucky's number two, I don't know who's three, Duke's four. You know, we just have a lot of teams, a lot of the usual suspects in there. Virginia's ranked number five, North Carolina's eight, Tennessee six. The defending national champion Villanova's nine, Michigan State's ten. I mean, you got a lot of these teams that are in there. You got some surprises too, like Auburn is ranked eleventh. Oh, Gonzaga! Gonzaga is the number three team in the country. I always like that Mark Few out there in Tacoma, Washington, with the Gonzaga Zags. They're always fun. One year they'll win this thing, and it'll be great for college basketball. They went from complete anonymity to a staple in the NCAA tournament, to now a power in the na- in the national landscape. So it's exciting to watch them play. I really enjoy them, but I don't know. You know, it's November. I know Clemson, my beloved Clemson Tigers, play the Citadel tonight. Early lead there, but Purdue's ranked 24th. Uh, Clemson's ranked 22nd. I don't know if I said that. Syracuse ranked 16th. They're supposed to be pretty good this year. 
Michigan's 19th, LSU 23, Florida State 17. I'm, I'm all over the map as far as the numbers not going in any chronological order here. Just naming some names. I did hear a, a fun story about Nevada. Nevada returns everybody from a team that went to Elite Eight last year. Maybe now they didn't make the Final Four. They went to the Elite Eight. They're ranked seventh. They have just about everybody back. And I know that Eric Musselman, the, co- uh, the coach there, thinks that this team has what it takes to get back to the Final Four or get into the Final Four and really do some damage. So that's a good story. I know Loyola Chicago returns three of their starters from that really feel-good story last year in the NCAA tournament and that deep run that they had. They returned three starters as well. So apparently there's not much competition in their conference as far as the second place. So they will probably make another entry into the NCAA tournament. Who knows how long it'll last? Who knows how far it'll go? It always depends on the draw. But the NCAA basketball season is here. It is one of the most divisive. You know, you have Duke, North Carolina. you got even this game, Kansas and Michigan State. They just don't like each other. There's a lot of teams like that. A lot of Kentucky, Louisville type teams. A lot of Kentucky, Tennessee even. But college basketball is here. Uh, what, do they, what do they call that? A little bit of controversy with the possibility of pay, paying some players or through Adidas, which is a little caveat to that story. Merle Code, whose name is involved in that, was a Clemson point guard when I was a manager of the basketball team. I know Merle. I actually saw him in the gym down in Greenville when I was living down there. Really, really, really nice guy. He may or may not have been involved in it. I can guarantee that it wasn't his idea. So... He may have been involved, it may have been something that he was doing for a long time, but I guarantee it wasn't his idea to start doing that. So, unfortunately, he's going to be guilty. He'll probably go away to jail for federal something charges, but very nice guy. His dad was a very, is a very respected judge in the Greenville, South Carolina area. Very, really nice guy. But, you know, things happen, and he got caught. And unfortunately, the, one of the top recruits in the country, Zion Williamson, who went to Duke, Clemson really thought they had him. Come to find out, Merle Code had a little bit to do with him getting to Duke, allegedly. The story is his people wanted to get some money and a job for some family member at Kansas. Kansas really wanted him and was one of the three finalists for Zion Williamson. He turned that, that down and went to Duke. And as everyone said on social media, on Twitter, and everything that follows this type of story, I'm sure he went to Duke for free. But we don't know. No one has any idea to the exact goings-on of that. I hope and wish nothing but the best for the kid. I can guarantee, well, I can't guarantee that Clemson didn't offer him anything. We don't know. We don't know the landscape. We do know Clemson is in a Nike school, and Nike hasn't been named in any of these allegations quite yet. And I do say yet because right now it's just Adidas. There may be things coming out later on with Nike and Nike schools. We may we may hear names. We may not. Who knows? But I heard Jay Billis, ESPN commentator, say earlier today, it seems like college basketball has controversy all the time, and it's almost like, eh, whatever. It's just like a rainy day or a cold front coming in on the news. You hear about it every day. Unfortunately, as he said, the players get suspended that are involved until the allegations are deemed innocent 
or sit out a couple of suspended games, but the coaches never seem to get suspended. I digress there. I don't really want to get too deep into that type of thing. It's a great day. It's a great night. For all the college basketball fans out there, there's, you got two marquee matchups to start the, start the year. It's a lot different than the college football world in that they play every night of the week. Somebody somewhere is playing. Generally, some of these uh, conferences play the same type of days. I know the ACC tends to play Tuesday, Wednesday, su- Saturday, Sunday a week. Uh, you never know with some out-of-conference stuff who or when they're playing. So it's going to be a lot more recappy stuff, especially once college football ends. I'll try to do a lot of that on Tuesday nights and then stick with the college football debauchery on Saturdays with J.J., Locks, Rai Rai, Attaboy, and the crew. But going forward, we will talk a little bit about college basketball like I kind of did today. The top 25, I kind of went helter-skelter on it, quite honestly. Couldn't find a straight-up list, depending on who you look at, who you're talking to, who the top 25 is. So I used my handy-dandy phone and looked on NCAA Men's Basketball on the ESPN app. That's where I get a lot of my football stuff, so it was nice and easy right in front of me. Once again, I did think I mentioned earlier, but I have a hard time doing two sports at once. Doing two sports at once, trying to give every every ounce of my energy to college football, and then this NCAA basketball comes into play, and especially with the way that they schedule their games, it is harder to do. It's a lot easier to do the college football that happens most big games are on Saturdays, maybe a Friday. Very occasionally there's a Thursday night game, but it is a little more difficult to do. The overall week recap we'll still do when college basketball takes precedent. But right now we're over week 10. We're moving into week 11 of college football. We'll talk a little bit about what happened last weekend in college football in the top 25 The recap of college football this weekend goes as follows. Top 25, we had a bunch of teams losing this week. And it was a great weekend of college football. It started out Thursday night when I was talking to Ry. Actually, I was doing the, we were taping the Saturday show on Friday night. And we were giving updates on UCF and Temple. UCF ended up winning that game 52-40. They took a lot of heat for only winning by 12 first and foremost, and then for giving up 40 points, which was apparently a school record for Temple. UCF is currently ranked 12th. UVA was ranked 25th, and when they were the leader on the Coastal Division of the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, they played Friday night against an upstart Pitt team, and Pitt took it to them. They, I was on a plane heading to Kansas to watch Vinny Hader play at Sterling College, was trying to watch the game occasionally in between flights. Pitt was just running the ball right down the throat of UVA. They ended up winning by 10, 23-13. Pittsburgh now in the driver's seat of that Atlantic Coast Coastal Atlantic Coast Conference Coastal Division. Auburn got a big win at home against Texas A&M, 28-24. Texas A&M was ranked 20th. At one point, Texas A&M was 5-2, and two, and their only two losses were to number one and number two. They've since lost two more games, and they are now 5-4. and four. Iowa State continued their winning ways. They're ranked 24th. They beat a Kansas team 27-3, to three, trying to see what Puka Williams Jr. did for the Kansas Jayhawks. He had 17 rushes for 58 yards. He also had six catches for 42 yards, still putting up numbers for not a great 
Kansas team. They're struggling this year. They're three and six. Three more wins probably than other people thought they would have, but they, Puka and them, have a great future coming, not necessarily with wins, but I think as far as talent going forward. Clemson just put it on Louisville as expected. They put up 77 points. They scored 11 touchdowns. They beat Louisville 77-16. to Syracuse was ranked 19th. They went to Wake Forest and won 41-24. That's a Syracuse team that's now ranked in the top 15. I believe they're 12. JJ and I will talk more about that on Friday into Saturday's show. But Syracuse right now is arguably the number two team in the ACC. They're having a great year. There's already talk that Dino Babers, the head coach, will be at the top of a lot of college openings, a lot of bigger openings. This broadcaster seems to hope that he stays put at Syracuse and builds something really great. Because in the conference that they're in, other than playing Clemson and Florida State on the same side of the bracket every year, that's there's a big need for a team like that, especially in the Northeast, to be dominant and to be a winner. And I think Dino Babers, like I said, the head coach, is the guy to do it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if he stays. We'll see if Syracuse is a stepping stone job or something that he wants to make a champion himself, make his own program, and not move on like a lot of these other guys do. Ohio State played a very close game with Nebraska. Ohio State was ranked 10th at the time. They won by five points over Nebraska they had to rally to win as well. J.K. Dobbins, the running back there, is as good as they come. He's kind of been a little quiet this year, but he's one of the most electric running backs in the country. He had three touchdowns in that win. The battle for the SEC East between Kentucky and Georgia went as expected. Georgia wins 34-17. Georgia just, it was a bigger win than that. Kentucky tried to come back late. They ended up being down by 10, 27-17 in the fourth quarter, and Georgia scored a relatively late touchdown to kind of put that game away. In the feel-good game of the week, Purdue, in front of Tyler Trent, beat Iowa 38-36, and they did do the wave at the end of the first quarter, which was pretty awesome to see. NC State got a win against Florida State. What else is new? Ho-hum, Florida State just going through the motions at this point at 4-5. and five. NC State 6-2 and two with Ryan Finley at the helm, throwing for 240 and three touchdowns. Good day there. James Blackman was the quarterback over DeAndre Francois for Florida State. Threw for 421 yards and four touchdowns. Apparently, according to social media and according to DeAndre Francois himself, he was named the starting quarterback again. Haven't heard it from any coaches, but he has claimed that he is the starter going forward for Florida State. But I'm sorry when the true sophomore throws for 420 yards and four touchdowns. I don't care what goes on. I think you have to play him. I think he's earned the right to play the following week. And like I said way back at the beginning, especially when I only did my ACC preview, that kid is electric. He is a stud. He takes a hit. He's a warrior. He keeps getting back up. I'm very impressed with James Blackman. I was surprised that Francois got the start at the beginning of the season for them. But yet, now Blackman's playing and he's showing that he can put up numbers. It's not his fault. His defense gave up 47. 
probably the best game of the weekend, in my opinion, anyway. West Virginia gave it to Texas 42-41. Went for it on, on at, went for it. I'll get this right at one point. Went for two after scoring a touchdown to go down 41-40. As time expired, I believe, and they got it. Of course, the known the thing that was seen throughout the country was David Sills, the fifth, put the put the fingers, the horns down, the Longhorn fingers down after he scored. It was an, a great game, a lot of fun to watch. Forty-two, forty-one. Locke's favorite quarterback went for three forty-six and three touchdowns. Just a great game in the Big 12. They don't really play much defense. 42-41, 83 points was probably under whatever the betting ranks was that week, but it was really a fun game to watch. And probably the snoozer of the weekend, number 5, Michigan, 42-7 over Penn State, number 14. Ryry came on here saying, look out for Penn State, possible upset. Locks, I believe, said possible upset. He didn't pick the game, but he was talking about it. JJ, I think, and I both, probably all four of us, probably thought that that game was going to be, anyway, it was going to be closer. Maybe not a Penn State win, but definitely closer. 42-7. Woo! It was a butt-kicking Clemson's opponent this weekend. Boston College, ranked 22nd at the time, went into Blacksburg, Virginia, and won by 10 It's interesting to see if A.J. Dillon, the running back for Boston College, plays this weekend. He got dinged up last week. So Steve Adazio, the head coach of Boston College, is being rather coy. He said he wasn't sure in his weekly press conference, his weekly media availability, said he still was not sure if A.J. Dillon will be ready to play. Dabo Sweeney, on the other hand, the head coach at Clemson, said, we know he will play. A.J. Dillon is, once again, one of the top running backs in the country. He is a game changer. He's tough. He's a load. He's hard to take down. And he is very much a weapon for Boston College to vie for the upset this weekend in Chestnut Hill Saturday night. Missouri and Drew Locke decided they wanted to play this week against Florida. They're 5-4, and four, but they put it, up, put it to the Gators 38-17. Drew Locke picked apart Florida's defense for the second straight year, he threw for 250 and three touchdowns, but he looked dominant in that win. Once again, we have no idea what's going on in the SEC East. One week, they're all beating each other up. I know, SEC honks are going to say, it's because they beat each other up, man. It's just every team's so good. No, I think it goes back to my initial theme for the year. We're not sure who's good. Arizona State got that win. Herm Edwards, don't... <laughs> You're not sure yet what we have there at Arizona State. He's 5-4, and four, which is, I think that's more wins than he had last year. They rolled. They were at home last week. They beat a good Utah team 6-3. and three. Once again, we don't know how good they were. In the game that J.J. initially said Northwestern would win, but then reversed course, Notre Dame ended up beating Northwestern by 10. Mississippi State got a big win against Louisiana Tech, 45-3. Alabama cruised against number three, LSU, 29 nothing at Baton Rouge. Whew, that's all you can say about them. Oklahoma had a tough one, ranked seventh. They beat Texas Tech 51-46 in another pinball game. 
23rd ranked Fresno State put it to UNLV 48 to 3. And another good game late that Locks didn't stay up for. Washington State 19, Cal 13. That is a recap of this week's top 25. Going forward, we have some really good games coming up this weekend. Going forward, we have some really good games going this weekend. Starts Thursday night for the top 25 anyway. Wake Forest travels to NC State. Syracuse plays on Friday against awful, 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 awful Louisville team. And Fresno State plays a big game Friday night against Boise. It's late. 10-15 may not be up for that one, but that should be a good game. Other than that, there's no real... There's Alabama's playing Mississippi State. That's a ranked versus ranked. One versus 19. With Saturday night ABC game and where game day is coming from this week is in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts for Clemson and Boston College. That winner wins the Atlantic division of the Atlantic Coast Conference and will represent the Atlantic in Charlotte for the ACC championship game. Yours truly will be in attendance and we'll give Facebook Live updates throughout. Not a lot to talk about tonight, just kind of giving a recap. Wanted to make sure that I did my open there on the most exciting day of the year, even though it is election day as well. Hopefully everyone got out there to vote. If you did, great. If you didn't, great. I don't care. All right, maybe I care a little bit. But no, I don't really. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I hope you listen in to us on Saturday morning. We will be back better than ever. Oh, no, I can't say that. That's probably copyrighted. We will be back. JJ was going to be back with us on, well, on Saturday. Locks as well. We'll be back on Saturday. Rye Rye will be giving his boo of the week. I'm sure he'll be somewhere across this great, vast land of ours in the U.S. I did want to say one more thing. I really enjoyed being out in Sterling, Kansas. I gave some Facebook Live notifications this weekend. Went out there to watch the Sterling Warriors whoop up on the McPherson Bulldogs. Yeah, it's spelled McPherson, but it's pronounced McPherson Bulldogs. I also learned that Coors Light is pronounced Kurs Light. I don't know. I wouldn't order that or drink it, so it didn't, wasn't really a thing for me, but that's what it's called. Sterling, Kansas was very nice to me, and I appreciate all those people out there. Vinny played his ass off. He was truly all over the field may not have filled up the stat sheet but that joker gave a hundred percent effort on every single play was in position more often than not beat his blocker pretty much every play was close to getting a couple stacks had a face mask which was questionable at best but he played awesome it was so great to get out there it was good to be with his family great people and very much appreciated being invited, being asked to go, of course, fulfilling a promise that I told him, but to be quite honest, it was more fulfilling for me probably than it was for him. But I will thank you for listening. Find us on Facebook. I've been starting to do these Facebook Live things, adding to the story a little bit. JJ's got a little bit of, uh, of power on that website as well as Locks and Rye Rye, so they put up stuff as well. So check us out on the Facebook page. We are on Instagram. It's starting to get a little bit more movement there. And, of course, on Twitter, at Chop underscore Beef. This has been the Chop and Beef Show, Tuesday, 
November 6th, Wednesday, November 7th. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. There's a lot of college basketball on tonight, tomorrow, the rest of the week, and all the way through March into a little bit of April. Plus, we got college football. I think there's a MAC game even on tonight and tomorrow, which is Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's just a great time of year. If you're an NFL fan, there's games. NBA fan, there's games. Good night, now.